in training. I'm JJ. Hi, I'm Leslie. And we are a variety show that we change topics all the time. And this week we have a very special interview with someone that we're literally, quite literally, in love with. I. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited uh, that we we get oh to God. we get to present this to you guys. Um, she's a very dear friend of dear. of ours and. I just get so happy when I see her posting stuff. Same. I was, and, and we go into it more in the episode, you know, but um, I'm just, you know, you meet people and you're just like, I just want you to be happy and successful. And I think she's in right in that. For she's sure. right now writing that out and living that out. And it just brings me so much joy because I care for her deeply. Um, and I just love who she is as a person. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. And the work that she's done in in the fitness world i think i rarely see it's rare it's rare for sure and what we're going to talk about with her it's things that we've never thought about i mean i think during the episode we're like oh so you start your sessions by just asking them what they want to do and if they don't want to do it you don't do it i was like i've had trainers like scream at me to like do what i have to do and Mm -hmm. and i think now when you're talking about fitness everyone's a fitness crew everyone has fitness people who are born with perfect perfect bodies are fitness people. And that's really unfortunate because it gives the illusion that Et too can have this body when honestly, you guys, it's genetic. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I really like about Becca Jo. Becca Jo. Um, is that she really emphasizes that everybody's so different and that often it's genetics. That sure. it doesn't matter how much you diet, it doesn't matter how many squats you do, your genetics will come into play with that. Mm-hmm. And she really leads with a compassionate type of approach and that really has to do a lot with the work that she's done as a yoga instructor and also practicing the dharma her her big thing is really focusing on movement that brings joy and her big 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 focus is longevity for sure so it's not or long of I said it right. Longevity, right? Yeah. I'm a lingual. Oh, it's longevity, but I mean, you could say it that way too. Right, because I've heard it that way. And so that for me really hit the nail in the coffin, as they say, because I have been someone that has struggled with their weight and, you know, you you throw a little body dysmorphia in there and just the fitness journey. And now that there's Instagram and social media involved, it just gets so fucked in your head of, of what you are capable of what you can't who what said what and it just you know being able to see someone that genuinely cares about the work the work that she's doing but cares about the clients that she has to focus on the longevity and so it doesn't matter that I have big biceps right now if they're not going to serve me when I'm like older for sure what's the point of that like I should be able to still walk when I'm 60 not be all fucked up because I hurt myself training so hard and then also didn't eat any carbs for 50 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, or go through these like weird cut, cut and bulks things where your body's kind of like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And Mm -hmm. longevity, I think, is one of the main things that I took away from this because... Exactly. Y'all, you guys are going to get old. You're going to get fucking old, dude. We're we're getting old. I don't know what he's talking about because I'm in my early, late 20s. But Girl, you can only say that for one more year. <laughs> um, but like, I just think that we forget that like these bodies will age. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we have two celebrities that are 50, 60 looking amazing. We're not celebrities. We don't got the, we don't got the money. 
We don't and, have, uh, and we don't got the the coaches, the nutritionists, the, the top of the, the line the, organic. No, all of that is fake. I just, it just, you know, you have to do with what you have, and that's why I think the work that Becca is doing, um, especially on Instagram under her account Aligned underscore Fitness, and that's Aligned underscore fitness because her thing is aligning the mind body and spirit yeah by longevity and becoming the best version of yourself not the smallest and yep. i think that that work that she's doing is so important because she gives you that that space to if you don't want to don't do it and even like we'll post little things of how even having an apple watch is problematic because oh, yeah. you know if you're really constantly tracking your shit tracking your shit being like oh i didn't hit my circles and then you get some of that guilt it's like no. it wasn't meant for that no. you know and so I'm just so happy that she had the time to sit down with us and talk. She's really busy right now. I think she's gotten into a point where she's gaining the attraction for the work that she's doing. So she's truly busy and she's always trying to elevate um, her skill set. And it's a very much a, a professional and trained with tons of certificates. And we're going to talk about it more in depth. Yeah. So we hope you guys really enjoy this episode. And let's go. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and introduce uh, her. You're so obsessed with her. <laughs> I'm going to. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're gonna introduce Barco Kalila for. Okay. Um. So, bitch, folks, today is a very special day. As you already fucking know, we are here today with someone that we're really excited to have on because I would say she's a friend. She's someone. <laughs> she's something. She's in our life. Uh, I would say she is a mutual friend of ours. Um, I will say you couldn't have met her without me. And, and it's 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 snake shit like that, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's really why <laughs> we, we really don't get along. Um, no, but that is actually very true. I met our super cool guest um, through Jay way back when I was still doing it in um, Kansas City. And then uh, me and this really cool guest decided to pursue our friendship, and we've kept in touch, and she's been super, super cool in my life. Um, so I want to introduce to you guys Becca, and the reason that we love Becca is because not only is she, does she stay in her own lane, but she's she really cool. Does, yeah. She's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> she's very funny. Yeah. She's very fit. I don't know if you've taken a look at her quad. She's hot. She's, uh, she's Those hot. could do some damage. Um, and she is. Actually- <laughs> you, need, you need to do. You need to do the watermelon challenge where you oh break God. it between your thighs. <laughs> get the girls all around it. I know. She is a certified personal trainer, a certified yoga teacher, has knowledge all about barbell rehab method, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is a corrective exercise specialist. She's a dog lover. A friend, a wife. Not that. Oh, not. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna throw that in there. Ooh. She's Ooh. a very cool person, and she's an amazing human being overall. And we're super, super excited to have you. Um, her approach to fitness and wellness is aligning the mind, body, and spirit by focusing on movement that brings joy and encourages a deeper connection to your being, as well as releasing diet culture. So, Becca. Thank you so much, and welcome to Homo and Training. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I've been Hi, smiling Becca. the whole time. I haven't stopped smiling since this morning. Very excited. Aww. Aww. Well, thank you so much. So today we're going to have a really cool conversation, and are you going to – you want to go ahead and ask something? Can you let there be a lull in the conversation? 
Uh, <laughs> Becca, are I you going to have to edit out all the giggling I've done so far? <laughs> we're going to keep it. <laughs> we're going to keep. We're going to keep a little bit too much. Actually, um, I'm. I'm curious about your journey to this because, like, I've never known you to be the workout girl, but we did. Right. We stopped working together. Like, I'm trying to think. Wow. When was that New Year's fire? Remember? Do you remember when there was a oh, fire? Oh, in New Year's? oh, so yeah, that would have been. <laughs> 2000 it would have been new year's eve of 15 going into 16 damn wow yeah well just so the audience knows that leslie manifested <laughs> that fire so becca did she tell you she manifested the fire oh what wait we, what that's not true she that's manifested it. the fire to happen do i have manifestation powers i think we i think we all did a little bit that night <laughs> exactly that was a collective manifestation exactly oh. becca told me the story and you guys were so over it but so i do remember it. that you know me and our friend eric that me and me and jay had we're just so bummed that that he had to work that me and, and Eric and Eric was the one saying that she's like, oh, we should call and say that it's an absolute emergency that he just needs to leave, that there's something horrible that happened at our apartment and like all this stuff. And so me and Eric were at Oak Park. I think we we're just having a day. I don't know. It was funny. Uh, and I went to go pick him up and. Jay was like, you know, I don't get out till like literally midnight or like past yeah. New Year's. She's like, he's like, but we can go somewhere afterwards. And, but then we get like a text from him and he's like, my work's on fire. I can Dude, leave. That was the best shift I've I ever like, worked That was what? the best thing ever. Dude, the alarms are literally going off and no one did anything. And it was just. No, because they, they told us to keep working the, yeah. after the first time it went off. They're like, no, it's fine. Tell your tables it's fine. And then yeah. they went off again. Oh my and God. then the fire department came in. They're like, no, you guys have to leave. Y'all should have sued. Uh, well, they paid us. Well, oh. Yeah, we got paid. Yeah, we got paid. Oh. So it was nice. Oh, okay. it, I don't. I didn't think they have. They didn't have to do all that stuff. But oh, okay. But no, and yeah. I literally closed out as many tables as I could. I was like, "There's a fireman, but can you just pay really quick? Like, I could do it like this." Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, gave me like a hundred dollar bill to like pay yes. for dinner and whatnot. Yeah. And usually you'd have to give that back at the end of the night. But hey, yo. Yeah. 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 What yeah. a day! I did hear about that infamous night. So, so that's when you guys knew each other 2015 that's when we met uh jay home from work one night we went to sonic and he told me i should come in and meet his friend leslie and i said no i just wanted to go home wow little little did i know because you guys were gonna have like a party or something too oh that's so true and that's so crazy because (laughs) we'll give the we'll give the public you know some more background I started working at Seasons in 2016-1. Jay was on his way out. Yeah, I was one foot out the door. And I remember like a vague, not vague, a very vivid memory of you, Becca, was that I was in one of the like the party rooms or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. They were training me on the polishing, on, you know, (laughs) and the whole thing. And I just remember you being in there and it was like in the afternoon. And I remember you just being... I remember that you cursed a lot. <laughs> like I oh, remember, that's fair. And I remember thinking like, oh, she seems nice. You were just very like, not super like friendly, friendly, but also not like distant. You know that's what I mean? That's accurate still. But everyone seemed to like really like you. Yeah. And oh, I was like, You're oh. a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. And I was Thank like, you. oh. Um, Becca, it probably was the what, what was it? What was it when, what made you fall in love with this girl? When you saw her polishing those glasses, you were like, this stupid little bitch. Let me go <laughs> this cute this. little girl, this cute little girl polishing glasses. <laughs> she uh, just polishing away. Because the polishers, they get used and abused. They I did. did. They, they did. Do. They, did. they, they did. sure do. For oh, yeah. sure. Worst job probably in the restaurant, know. besides maybe washing dishes. Carpal tunnel. You were just like always cute and calm and... Oh. um. 
Oisha seemed really positive, and yeah. I know that job is awful. So the fact you stayed so calm and upbeat was wow. probably what I yeah. probably what drew yeah. me to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds all right. And the rest was history. And then yeah, and then I think we would just talk like here and there more. And then mm-hmm. and then I think Beyonce for sure because there was a comment made by someone. I know. Like, I knew this was gonna come up. There was a comment made by someone who remained unnamed, and me and Leslie went off in unison. Wait, Becca, what was, was the comment? That was the beginning. Someone described Mother Lady Beyonce yeah. as being arrogant. Was that the word? <laughs> I think it was arrogant and like overrated. Overrated. Yes, like definitely said overrated. He saw a clip of her standing on stage at her show just she was standing there just kind of embracing the moment and people in the crowd started chanting her name of course as and you he do thought it was very arrogant of her to stand there mm-hmm. and just accept it yeah and that is why he did not like her yeah so when people applause you just walk away I guess. <laughs> you, just walk, I guess. you just walk away I mean, uh, that is yeah. crazy that is how we know each other these are our personal stories i think they're important because i mean yeah this is why we reached out to you because you you are someone that we've seen just continue to elevate in in their career and what they're pursuing and i think it's good to give a little bit of, ba- of background because we knew you before then um, oh yeah and i feel like any job like that like service industry-esque job like there's very much a community that you build yeah. with certain people. And it's just kind of like a lifelong bond yeah. that you have. Just like knowing that you went through years or whatever of working together. And mm-hmm. yeah, it mm-hmm. lasts a long time. Um, and I will say that I was the one at that restaurant that made everybody watch the Beyonce Super Bowl halftime show. I single-handedly <laughs> hassled the manager consecutively to say please let us watch it in one of the in one of the rooms and we did and that's all because of <gasps> wait yes well, i was there that night you sure were oh we gotta watch it in napa yeah and then, we, and, then they, and then they got no, us pizza. Was that the one where like it like flashed that thing at the end? It was yeah. like code for her tour yeah. or the album or yeah. something? Yeah, it was like when she announced like her tour through the yes. thing. When the girls were... When she did World Stop, bitch, everyone was like, what? Yeah, I remember true. I texted you and I was like, that was can the, you believe? That was the Black Panther. I, I do remember that night. That was yeah. the Black Panther. Um, but like getting to know you and working with you, I'm so curious about how you got to this like people, mind, body, like type mm-hmm. of like spirit when it comes to your coaching and your personal training because when I knew you like maybe I'm it's me but like you weren't super bubbly and like with Leslie like you're the kindest girl and we were just like we were just talking shit like that was our <laughs> shit you know what I mean but you know, Leslie, Leslie just brings out the best in me though that's, that's different I think I bring out the worst in people so you're right um, <laughs> but no I'm just kidding no but um I you've always been fit I mean I've never seen you talk about like being insecure you were never but you also were never like look how fit i am mm-hmm. so yeah. you were just kind of like just like a pretty girl that seemed very confident how do you get into like personal training it's about inner beauty when like you don't have to think about that like yeah. i feel like you've been like skinny your whole life like am i wrong because oh no i yeah yeah my whole family is very skinny naturally yeah. very skinny people yeah mm-hmm. so how did you come about that because i usually just think that when you're skinny and beautiful, you don't, you don't care. Like, who cares? Like, why not do what everyone else is doing? I kind of knew I always wanted to help people 
physically, emotionally. Like when I moved to Kansas City initially, I was um, volunteering with a hospice organization for like a year. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe I kind of want to get into nursing because like this is really fulfilling and really rewarding, hard, but kind of feels like I have a purpose here. So then I kind of started to go down the nursing route. But then I just kind of kept hitting a wall with Western medicine and how limited you really can be. Um, And that aspect for a lot of Western medicine still, and it is changing, but it's so physical. Like you're just treating symptoms and then you have to move on because you have to go help all the other patients on that floor or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, all right, well, this isn't really the way I want to help people either. And so then I was kind of just like stuck. I didn't know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go next. Um, But then I kind of just reached a crossroads where it's just like, well, fitness is like, I've always been into it. It's always like been something that's kind of been the staple in my daily life. It really balances me. So it's just like, well, if this is really what I enjoy the most, like I'm just going to follow that and see where it takes me. So then I got my personal training certification. And then I went on right after that and got my 200 hour yoga teacher training. And then kind of just started weed whacking a path Mm -hmm. through and just kept following the things that I enjoyed and kept serving in the meantime. She's serving the nation. She's She's serving serving the country. Um, wow. I, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, ma'am. You're so um, welcome. Um, love that you took us through through that because I do actually remember when you even considered PT. Um, yeah, so I did. I skipped that out to try and make the story. Yeah, no, but I, shorter, I remember. But yeah, I, I kind of realized like um, that uh, physical therapy was a good route because it was just a little bit more like helping people move their body and kind of rehabbing, but uh, I realized I was going to have to go through a lot of schooling mm-hmm. and I really didn't want to put more money into higher education. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, one way to kind of be a PT without being a PT is personal training and yoga. So yeah. Is that where your barbell rehab thing happened to? That, um, that I just did a year ago and that was super cool because it is, um, physical therapist, he's kind of trying to bridge the gap between, so once you finish physical therapy, you're kind of out on your own mm-hmm. and you're probably going to go find a personal trainer to kind of help you keep going. Cause insurance only covers so much, which is a whole other topic. And so it's just kind of a weekend course where you learn how to bridge the gap between physical therapy and your own personal training practice. And so mm. that was awesome. That explains why your personal training is so focused on like not hurting yourself and like preventative measures and yes. stuff. And I think that is so important. Like I get frustrated with myself because I'll stay at the same weight like when mm. I do work out, but I always like if my form isn't where it's supposed to be, I have to stay I have to stay at that weight because it's like what I've been learning is that form is everything. And I'm so afraid of hurting myself that mm-hmm. like, I think it's so great that you're doing that because I don't see any sort of like personal trainers on Instagram or like TikTok or anything that are focused in that way. So I think well, that's I, for me, the end goal should be longevity. Like that's a word that I use. It's just like, you should want to be able to be, be active for your whole life. Like, yeah longevity should be what you chase the whole time. Hmm. And I don't think that that's brought up enough because there is this really toxic fitness industry going on right now where it's just like, 
get the biggest butt you can, have the smallest waist you can, mm. lift the heaviest weights. By any just means like, necessary. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Is, and that is a rocky path to follow because you're just like, you just have to take the cues from your body. If you just yeah. trust your body to tell you what movements feel good and what don't and what just needs some help. Instead of following the advice of someone who just has 3 million followers, it's like, you don't know like what their background is. Like they might just be posting stuff just because it gets a lot of views or a lot of likes. It may not actually have like the best of intentions behind it, which is really a scary thing. But we live in such a hard time right now, uh, especially like with the pandemic and just people starting to really prioritize mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, mental health is as important, if not more important than physical health. There's no point in having a six pack if you can't get through the day without negative self-talk that keeps you from enjoying your life. Like, I think it's, you have to address the mental aspects of life first. Um, if you don't love who you are as a person, no amount of working out is going to ever be enough. Mm. Um, you have to appreciate your body and all it's done for you. You have to appreciate the path that has taken you to today. You have to love all of the quote unquote imperfections of your body, the wrinkles, the stretch marks, tiger marks, scratches, whatever you call them. Um, you have to love all of it or else your working out is just going to be another way for you to punish yourself, which is not longevity. That's just a way of keeping yourself in a destructive cycle. If you start from a place of wanting to work out because you want to be able to squat when you're 60 or you just want to be able to play with your family, nieces and nephews or whoever when you're 70. That is just comes from such a happier place and it encourages more intuitive movement and you're trusting your body and you're listening to your instincts about movements and it just all comes from such a better place than self-loathing or anything like that. Like if you look at my Instagram page, I've gone through many metamorphoses of trying Mm. to find what I wanted to post and trying to find like my voice through my Instagram page. And I kind of just like started realizing it's like, and I've always trained like it, but I just never thought to like post about it of just, Mm. there's not enough people out there saying that it's okay to want to work out without the end goal being to be the thinnest, skinniest, leanest, most ripped version of yourself. Like that's not everybody's end goal. And I think that's a lot of what people post because it gets them more famous. Mm-hmm. But just because it's benefiting you, like someone who's seeing you post these things might think that that's the only reason to work out. It's just like, there's so many other mm-hmm. benefits to working out that has nothing to do with physical appearance. And I think that people just need to see the mental health benefits and just like the inner benefits of all of it Mm -hmm. for sure i feel like looking at your instagram now i'm getting more of what you're really liking and posting Mm because i'm seeing a mix of that that spirit that mind that body and really allowing folks to understand that it's almost like giving someone permission that knows what they're doing you're allowing them i feel like with some of your posts to say like it's it's fine if you don't work out today maybe you'll just go for a walk and make sure that you Mm -hmm. take five deep breaths and being able to do that and 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 I feel like people, you know, the more that they they'll they see that, the more that they'll allow themselves to not be so hard. 
you know, in terms of like being like, oh, or being able to almost what Jay said, you know, he curates his, his, his social platforms, but being able to say like, maybe I don't want to follow like 10 people that look nothing like me, but I'll have abs, you know, maybe I'll follow one because I actually enjoy the, the, the posts that they make about, you know, workouts, Mm -hmm. but I want to gear it more towards maybe someone that's telling me it's fine. And that, yeah, that, I would, you know, to add to both of those, like I also have kind of recently realized that curating what you see on Instagram and TikTok is so beneficial. Just like I used to follow people like kind of like a hate follow essentially is what it was. Mm. It's like, I don't have to follow this person. No one is making me look at their content. Mm. And so it's just like realizing that it's okay to unfollow people that make you feel weird for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Totally fine. It is interesting how people do kind of look for permission to mm-hmm. listen to their body. And I never realized how little people say that it's okay to do what you want to do as opposed to you do this, don't do that, or don't eat these things. And it's mm-hmm. just like, there's always these don'ts and shouldn'ts mm-hmm. and it's very black or white and life is ob- and especially the body. Everybody is so unique, so different. Do's and don'ts are not things that you should be paying a whole lot of attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of black and white, you're white, and Correct. I want to know. I want to know this whole like breathing in all of that stuff. Like, where are you getting this from? Is that from your yoga training? Because it sounds very Buddhist. And you know, I know. You, I don't know if you're. I don't know. You're probably Christian because you're. You know. A, you do not put in a box. Oh, okay, sorry. You I don't do mean the book. But I like. For, I, I, refer, I refer, refer to myself as a as a recovering Catholic. Mm. Ooh, girl, I can, I can I can relate to that. I still do the sign of the cross. But <laughs> there's like eight different sub podcasts all in this one podcast. <laughs> but it, but really quick, to, uh, I love what you're doing because you are kind of doing a niche in like a very saturated market. Personal training is very saturated. Mm-hmm. I mean. Anyone can get oh, their, their their personal training certificate, and anyone can. Um, oh yeah, it's not it's not that difficult to get it. And mm. the fact that you're doing it with this like don't hate yourself type of mindset, mm-hmm. re- like focusing on your breath because that's what I do when I work out. Like I focus on my breath mostly because I'm in pain and I hate it, but it <laughs> helps me a lot. And I don't think people think about that. And once you know that you're breathing shallow, shallowly. I don't think anyone understands how much I hate that fucking song, but uh, it just makes no sense. Uh, tell me something. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I, I love how you have that that niche and stuff. But I'm curious of mm-hmm. like um, of where that came from. If it, it's from yoga, because yoga is it's a meditation. Like that's it's that's what it is. Right. It's a subset of yeah. That. So I would say. A majority of it did come from uh, my yoga teacher training. I'm in a meditation teacher training online right now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but because yoga is is such a doorway into meditation, mm-hmm. just because it does invite you to inhale, do this, exhale, do that, inhale, move this way, exhale, whatever. And so it is such a good way to learn to just stay with the breath and not to like get caught up in your thinking brain. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, cause it's really hard to think about something else when you're consciously thinking about inhaling and exhaling, which is the whole point. And I do kind of, um, my workouts are kind of just my moving meditations. Cause 
you're breathing, you're kind of just in the moment, you're in the zone. Like, I think that's like one of the most beneficial. That's probably the reason I work out the most is because it just recenters me so well while I'm bopping Beyonce and Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm -hmm. As you should. (laughs) As I should. (laughs) Okay. I I love that journey for you. So on your website, which gets covered up when you put see more, which I think it should be at the front, but you talk about releasing diet culture. I don't know what exactly what that means. I'd love for you to go deep into that, but I think what it means is that diet culture is very toxic and people are so restricting of what they eat or they're very like hyper fixated on what they eat mm-hmm. and i know that when you do start your workout journey they do highly emphasize diet over working out like they call it 70 whatever 70 30 is 30 is working out and 70 is the diet what does it look like in your work releasing diet culture and um am i right and <laughs> like is what I think right. Tell me how correct I am. Yeah. Um I personally find diet culture to be one of the worst aspects of just fitness and lifestyle choices. Mm. Like even just hearing you talk about 70-30 just like makes me makes my blood boil. Because mm-hmm. it's just I mean, to me, anymore even just like diet culture is just the idea that people because nobody can make money off of you unless you buy into diet culture. Mm. So it's just like you buy someone's 30 day meal plan because they've made you believe that the way you're eating is not the way your body wants. Mm. So you're letting some stranger dictate your body and they've maybe never even met you before. They don't Mm. know your past history with food or anything like that. Um, Mm. But it's just diet culture is anything that makes you feel less than who you truly are. Mm. Whether that's you don't have the nicest clothes, you don't have the nicest car, it makes you feel like you're you need to restrict your food because you need to be the skinniest version of yourself. I mean, I just don't believe in diet anything. You could put five people on the same diet and they would all react very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way it is. It's just genetics and lifestyle, like what you do for a job, what you do outside of your job. Mm-hmm. Um it all matters, like any kind of medications you're on. So just the fact that people are trying to make money off individuals by making them feel like they need to not listen to their body and need to listen to this person instead is very scary for me. I've never had a good relationship with food ever since I was like younger. Like I've always been like, just would restrict my eating, you know, purge my eating, Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. just really hated myself in every way possible. And it's so hard to get back into working out because of the toxicity that's around diet culture, because Mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to be anything that is telling me like, it's fine. Like just focus on this and do whatever you can with everything else. It just Mm -hmm. seems very like here is skinless chicken (laughs) broiled Ugh. with steamed vegetables and, and, that's white, what I don't and brown understand. rice it's just like life is food life, uh, that's why like, we're human to eat like that's the whole point is yep. <laughs> like we eat food we try like our whole entire and this is a little sciencey for everybody our whole entire existence changed because we can cook our food once we were able right. to cook our food our body completely changed mm-hmm. and we were able to stand up and helped our brain get bigger and the fact that we can't even that the only options are chicken breasts and rice and vegetables, it's 
crazy. And it's brown rice that's fucking gross. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Okay. I like jasmine rice. And like being well, okay with that. You know yeah. what I mean? Be like, I don't give a shit. And to think that like you have to eat like so it's roughly three meals a day. If you eat three big meals a day, if that's how you feel your body and that's how your body likes to be fueled. Yeah. To think that you should stand there and measure the amount of whatever to, to have measuring cups and tablespoons. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, a dietitian should be the only person telling you to measure food. Anybody can go online and get a quote nutritionist certification. That doesn't mean they know anything at all. Like dietitians mm-hmm. are the only people that have gone to school and that have given like proper education and training. And nutritionist to me really means nothing unless you have more credentials to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just another problem with like social media is anybody can get on and say that they have this miracle diet. And it's just like, yeah, diets work in the beginning, but that's because you're restricting your food so much. And then ev- eventually your body's going to go like, oh crap, we're losing too much weight. We need to hold on to everything we have. And then you stop losing weight. Is essentially how they all work. Yeah. Um, and that's why you just go back and forth. But to think that you should restrict your food or only eat certain foods, it's just like, or you don't have to think about any of it. I mean, have your pizza and cake. Maybe don't eat the whole thing, but you should still have <laughs> as much as you want. Yeah. And then just work out or get some movement. And, and I just don't think people need to be thinking about food nearly as much. Unless there's like previous histories and then maybe you need to find like um, a therapist who's kind of specializes in diet or food um, culture. Yeah. But I think people put way too much emphasis on how much they're eating and when they're eating it. And it's just like everything in moderation. And then maybe not even that. If Even if that feels too restrictive, then don't even worry about it. Just if movement feels good, if that feels like it heals you and empowers you, then focus on movement and not food. It's just, I think it's just that simple, honestly. There's a difference between like diet and restrictive eating. Like Mm. diet, it can be like everything you eat in a day. Mm -hmm. And then diet referring to like restrictive eating is like when people won't eat dinner because they think they had too big of a lunch. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah, So kind of making sure that you realize that there's like kind of the two different ways to put it. But yeah, I, when I talk about like um, releasing diet culture, I'm more talking about like releasing the idea of like restricting foods as a way to try to like punish yourself Mm. or a way to try and make yourself fit this idea of being the skinniest leanest version of yourself right right based off somebody else's standards and not necessarily based off listening to your own body Mm -hmm. so becky wecky when you train these people I assume you're doing a lot of it virtually or how many? I would say about half virtually and half in person. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do you incorporate the spiritual spiritual component of your training in real life? Because I'm curious of like, when does that come up? Like, okay, bitch, breathe. Or or like, do they say like, I give up and you're like, take a breath and love yourself. I don't know. Do you just start doing yoga in the middle of the room? I don't know. So I don't know how much I actively try and incorporate spirituality into mm-hmm. the workout itself but very much my style of working out we come in or we get started however it is ask them how their day was start to get a feel for how their energy is and then literally ask them 
how their energy is. Cause I, what's the point of me having this pre-programmed workout, but then you come to me and you're like, man, I had a really hard day. My body's exhausted. My brain is drained. Like there's no point in me forcing you through a hard workout when that's clearly not what your body's asking for. Mm-hmm. So very much being in tune with like what movement or if any movement does my body want today. So I kind of set the example of we're going to start letting your body be the guide and we're going to navigate this thing together. Because if I don't start teaching them through these habits, then they're not going to be able to do them when they no longer need me. Mm. So once I realize what their energy level's at, ask them if they want to do strength training, if they need to just do some yoga that day, if they need to do a little cardio because they got need to kind of like burn off whatever. I kind of just let them tell me where they're at and then I'll plug everything in after that. Once we get into the workout, I always give the option that they can bail on any movement. We can be we can do one set and they are more than welcome to say that they're done. They're over that movement. No questions asked. We move on to the next thing. It's not my body. I don't, I don't care what we do. Like I'm just here to help you figure out mm. what your body wants that day. They always have the option to say no to a movement. They can always bail on any movement. I give rough reps and set estimate. Like we can do eight or 10 reps. We can do a whole set, half set, or we can move on. Like always giving them the option to advocate for themselves, to listen to their body. They know what they're going through. I can only see the external world of them during a workout. So they very much pick Mm. the vibe. And then, yeah, that's kind of just how it goes from there. Mm -hmm. That is so different from like what I've experienced. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times (laughs) it's like like they scream at you. And that's another toxic trait of most personal trainers. It's like no pain, no gain. Yeah. I don't want you leaving here unless you're totally exhausted, depleted, defeated. Like, and that is so not a good way for mm-hmm. most people to live their life. I agree. <laughs> That's just so crazy because I'm like, <laughs> wow. Like, I could, I could never. Um, do you want to say anything about that? That's insane. No, I, I love that approach, Becca. Yeah. I, I hearing you talk about it, I can almost sense just. A relief that maybe the clients that you're working with feel, you know, because I'm sure they, they're not, uh, like not exposed to like some of this toxic like workout culture, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think being able to, to meet up with you and you create a space of like, hey, it's fine if you can't get through the three sets, or it's fine if at the third set you can only do two reps, you yeah. know. And I knowing just who you are and and how you are, I know just you even probably validating them you know for making it through the two out of three sets or what have you you know because I think you know there is a lot of that I have to I have to you know and I and I need to uh, to push through because I, I need to build that muscle mm-hmm. um and I'm not um I'm not excluded from from that unfortunately because I I, I have put myself through through like workouts where I've been really tired Um, And that's where injury comes from too. It's like when you're pushing yourself through movement that your body's resisting the whole time, Mm -hmm. so many times that's where the injuries occur. It's because you're forcing your body through something it doesn't want, but you're letting your mind be the predictor or like the dictator. Yeah. And it should totally be flipped the other way for sure. Yeah. I'd probably say maybe a handful of the people I train did do sports throughout college or whatever, like pursued it to like pretty high levels and, or they did 
not to dog on it, but they did CrossFit for a while. And those are all can be very intense styles of training where it's kind of encouraged to just do what the trainer says and just push your body as far as it can go. And so there is some, maybe a little bit of trauma when it comes around those things. And so just giving them their own autonomy to say what they do and don't want to do and how much of it they do or don't want to do yeah. can be really liberating for a lot of people. Yeah. You're out here really inspiring me. Honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll dog on it for you. <laughs> I think I think CrossFit is just a very short term short-term fix to whatever you're looking for I've had so many people try to get me into it and I'm like I absolutely cannot see myself doing a snatch that fast well and I was like I can't something it's just like I don't try and dog on any movement that someone like really gets empowerment and joy from because this is why she's obviously <laughs> they are just their brain works differently than mine and if going to CrossFit like really gives them Mm. joy and purpose and a sense of community then you you do you boo wow that is just not for me and i'll be over here doing my style and i'm here if you need me and wow. this is why she's closer to nirvana than the most common folk. <laughs> i don't know about wow. that um <laughs> no you're you're so right about that um, thank you for that now becca you know your our time is wrapping up and once again we so appreciate you taking the time to educating us, I've, I've learned a lot and I feel very empowered, yeah. but would you have any, any words of encouragement, tips, advice for, for those out there who are on a current health and fitness journey? Maybe it's not the best for their bodies because of the way it makes them feel afterwards or anyone who's starting um, a health fitness journey or just anyone who's just like, you know what? I just want to take better care of my body physically while incorporating my, my mind. I would say if you're starting out and you're not really used to any one way of doing something, a good way is just to try a bunch of different things. Mm. Try a bar class, try yoga, rock climbing, try a group fit class, a spin class. Just try little things that sound mildly interesting. Kickboxing class, like there's so many different ways to move your body. Mm-hmm. And if anything sounds like, like, oh, I've always kind of been interested in that, or that always sounds fun, just try it. You, there's so many free trials to things. Like, mm-hmm. they want you to come try it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, if you're open and if you're not kind of a shy person, like, I know it can also be really intimidating walking into a new gym or a new place as a someone who's never been there before. That can be really intimidating right. and really difficult to kind of overcome. But you kind of just have to find the style of movement that works for you. Not everybody likes strength training. I know that's kind of like the hot topic in fitness culture right now is just like, everybody should be lifting weights. Yeah. And you should like, especially it helps with bone density and so many other things. But if strength training is just the most boring thing and you don't like counting reps and sets, there's all kinds of like group fit classes or any sort of other just like active classes. You just have to find the one that fits your style, makes you feel good, just kind of brings you joy and gives you something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one type of way. And maybe you do a bunch of little things when you do a different class every week. And that's really what helps you. I mean, mm-hmm. just follow your interests. Um, mm. Don't think it just has to be strength training, even though that's a very in thing. Um, your butt doesn't have to be the biggest thing in the world either. I know that's really big right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Also, don't follow someone. I mean, it's hard to know, but try not to follow people who just kind of have gimmicky workouts and have probably had a butt implant, but are Mm. giving you butt exercises. That's real difficult to find, but they're out there and they got a lot of followers. So yeah. also only follow fitness accounts that seem authentic to you or they give good advice that seems to really fit your life. You don't necessarily have to follow people just because they have a lot of followers. Speaking as someone who does not have that many followers, but shout out to the little people. I see you trying. Girl, welcome Uh, to the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I think that can be really liberating for a lot of people, especially when it comes to moving their body. A Mm -hmm. lot of people I know just do yoga and that is their favorite thing. So. Mm -hmm. You just got to find what works for you. Don't want to be too hard on the don'ts because don't is a very strong word. Mm. So just do what you want to do, boo boo. Mm. Love that. Love that. Mm. And and you 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 say all these great um, people to follow online. Tell the kids where they can follow you. You can follow me at Aligned Fitness. I think it's Aligned underscore Fitness. Sure is. I'm on Insta. <laughs> I'm figuring out my TikTok. I'll get there one of these days, but you can follow me on there for now. Content coming sometime. Mm-hmm. If someone, uh, where can people, if they want to like uh, set up a personal training session with you, where can they connect with you? Yeah, just reach out on um, Insta DMs or uh, my email would be Becca, B E C C A, dot aligned fitness at gmail.com if you don't have instagram because not everybody has instagram or or tiktok dms but it'll be a long time before i see it so don't count on that (laughs) yeah and we'll have all of that stuff below and just to add to uh the advice about her saying following people um that align with like what you want to be like spiritually instead of like physically because your for you page or Instagram has a for you page too. Yeah, it shows you explore page. It, it explore page. It shows you what you've liked already. Mm-hmm. It shows you accounts that you keep visiting. So if you stop visiting the toxic accounts because they're sexy, you will get and stop liking those pictures because she has a big butt. You will start seeing actual um, things on there that align with what you're trying to be. So a lot of people always tell me like, "Well, that's why I'm not on TikTok or Instagram because it's just too much toxic." Whatever. It's like. It's actually what you create of it. So if you follow toxic people or you like toxic posts, then Mm -hmm. that's what's going to show up. So as long as you are. Yeah. And it's just like if every time you see this one person's content, it makes you feel bad or less than or makes you question everything. That means that content is just not meant for you. I don't think that person is posting it to make you feel that way. So if it is, it is just a red flag that that is not your content to follow. Yeah. Mm. And the blog button is free. Seriously. They don't, they don't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have some crazy vendetta against this person. Just block them. <laughs> it's true. If you never want to see them again, just block them. Who cares? I block so many people that I don't want to see because all they post is like just bad stuff. Like it's okay. Uh-huh. And if it's your friends, you can mute them. So it's all right. You guys, it's fine. It's fine. It's a win-win. It's a win-win either way. <laughs> but thank you so much for this convo, Becca. We seriously love you. I think you've enlightened us. For right? sure. Yeah, no, totally. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for taking the time once again to really answer our questions and provide um, some of your wisdom around all the work that you're doing. And I just think it's great. I'm so proud of you, and I'm, I'm so happy for all that you're doing. Oh, I miss you, too, so much. <laughs> well, come, we're here. Come visit <laughs> us. <laughs> 
Will do. Will do. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye.